if someone out there is considering, hmm, I haven't written a book, what should go in my book? Should I write a book? A book differentiates you. It is the last thing that really differentiates someone in their field. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? Do you need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available? Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? Your loyal best ever listener, the founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times and they have been a previous sponsor and they love working with the best ever listeners and they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best Ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. Because today is, well, it's the weekend, so I hope you're having a best ever weekend, first and foremost. And because today is Sunday, we've got a special segment for you, like we normally do on Sundays, called Skill Set Sunday. We're going to talk about a specific skill, so that by the end of our conversation, you will come away with a skill, or at least hone an existing skill related to this that you already have. And the skill today is about writing a book for our own brand and to help us with our own platform so that as real estate investors and entrepreneurs, we can get the word out. And I'm sure there's lots of other benefits that today's guest is going to talk to us about. Honoré Corridor, how are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm fantastic as well. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Honoré. She is the chief writer and author. She is a TEDx speaker of Honoré Enterprises Publishing. She is also Hal Elrod's business partner in the Miracle Morning book series. Hal has been on the show as well, as I'm sure best ever listeners, you remember our conversation with Hal. She is the author of several books. One of them, it's called You Must Write a Book, right? Yes. (laughs) So very straightforward. No reading in between the lines there. Based in Austin, Texas. So with that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and then we'll get into the focus of their conversation. Sure. So I'm a serial entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and I have written, as of this morning, 27 books. 26 of them are published. And then I've done another dozen with Hal. And then I work with senior level professionals to help them to write and self-publish and launch their books so that they can boost their brand, get more business, and become the go-to expert in their field. So the focus of our conversation is, well, writing a book, benefits and how to do it. When you first engage with a client of yours, how do you approach it? What's the conversation sound like? Well, first I want to make sure that they understand that it's a commitment to write and publish a book, the expectations that I know that they need to have, helping them to set their own expectations, and then figuring out what the focus of the book could be. And it's usually what they are finding their conversations with their ideal clients are centered around. For example. Okay. With real estate agents, everyone is a real estate agent. Almost everyone, right? And there are two different categories of real estate agents. There are professional realtors and then there are hobbyists. 
people who have their license for one reason or another, and you're frankly competing with all of those people. And when you're talking to someone, you have to differentiate yourself from your competitors. So you would pick a topic as a real estate agent that would engender you as the expert to them. So you could write a book on being a first time home buyer or on being an expert in a particular neighborhood. Does that make sense? It does. Yep. So we just kind of drill down to what is the most logical topic for them to express their expertise in and how is that going to fit into their business? How is that going to position them? And can you give maybe a case study of someone you've worked with and the book that they did just so that we've got some context? And sorry for the background. That's my dog. My fiance just got home riding her bike. So he gets really excited. <laughs> What's his name? What's the dog's name? He needs it, to give it, it a shout it, out. Yeah. Shout out to Jack. Well, she was, oh, now he's quiet. Oh, Even better. Excellent. Jack is like, wait, dad's on the phone. <laughs> I better be quiet. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I worked with a lady named Beth Walker and she wrote a book, Never Pay Retail for College. Okay. And we've been friends for a long time. And she actually reached out to me and said, you've been saying for a number of years, I need to write a book. I need to write a book and I'm going to write a book now. What do I put in the book? So she put in her book, the advice that she could give her ideal client in general brushstrokes, keeping in mind that obviously the advice that I give or that you give or that she would give to any individual or set of parents would be specific to their situation. Right. But when I wrote, you must write a book, I gave about 85 to 90% of advice that I would give to any person who wanted to write a book. And there's that 10 to 15% that I advise someone when I can get into their particular situation. I love that. That right there is the approach. Just write a book about advice you could give to your ideal client. And even if you don't try to do general brushstrokes, you have to because everyone's situation's somewhat different. And in your case, maybe it's 10, 15% different across the board, but you can give the general advice and then that ultimately would attract people to your ideal clients and then they would engage you in whatever way that you've got set up. Yes. And a book does so many wonderful things. If someone out there is considering, hmm, I haven't written a book. What should go in my book? Should I write a book? A book differentiates you. It is the last thing that really differentiates someone in their field. If you hand someone a business card, you're basically handing them a piece of paper and asking them to throw it away for you. But if yep. you hand someone a book, I don't know anyone who would actually throw a book away. Mm-hmm. They might yeah. donate it. They would pass it on to someone, but they definitely aren't going to throw it away. So you are differentiating yourself. And I myself have gotten second and third and fourth degree referrals. So I give my book to someone. They say, oh, this is fantastic. They hire me. Then they pass it on to their colleague or their friend or one of their strategic partners. And then that person calls me and says, okay, <laughs> you can't help Joe and not help me. Mm -hmm. I went in on the gig. So what happens is your book becomes an evergreen piece of marketing material, which is unlike a flyer or a brochure or a business card. One thing that I do with my investors, so my main clients are my investors in my deals, is I send them a signed copy of my book with a little personal note to them. And you're right, it differentiates and I doubt people throw it away. They might not ever read it and they might tuck it away or just like stuff it in a drawer, their junk drawer. But I personally couldn't make myself throw a book away. There's just something about it that I wouldn't do. Right. There's something wired in us as people that books are in some way sacred. So mm -hmm. we might give it away. We might keep it 
forever in a box, but we definitely wouldn't throw it in the trash. And then that time when it's needed, they go, wait a minute. I met that guy who is an expert in real estate investing or someone says, do you know anyone who's an expert Mm -hmm. in that particular field? And they say, you know what I do? And they go and they find your book and they Mm -hmm. pass your book on. It's fantastic. What are the common challenges and solutions to those challenges that someone has when writing a book? Time is a big excuse (laughs) that I hear. And legitimate reason, (laughs) right? No, I don't think it's legitimate at all because when I have someone do an accounting of their time, most people spend an inordinate amount of time doing things that are not important and failing to do the thing that they know that they need to do or that they want to do, something that's important. So when we do a time audit, I can find minutes every day or an hour every day where they could write their book. I actually have a book called The Nifty 15, Write Your Book in Just 15 Minutes a Day, because you can write 100 to 250 words in 15 minutes, and a nonfiction book runs between 30 and 50,000 words. So you can do the math backwards, and it's only going to take you a couple hundred days, even at 100 to 250 words a day, to write an entire manuscript. So when someone says, I don't have the time, what they could be saying is, this is not a priority for me. But when you make it a priority, then you carve out the time, and it's on your calendar, and you do it day in and day out, week in and week out until you have a finished product. Did you write the Nifty 15 at 15 minutes a day? I actually did. My goal was to write the Nifty 15 in 15 minutes a day over the course of 100 days to prove that it was possible. And my co-author in that book wrote a 70,000 word fiction in 100 days, writing 15 minutes a day. Wow. Was it your co-author's first book? That sounds like that would be the job for someone who's written at least a couple books to pull that off the $70,000 word one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The 70,000 word book was not his first book. It was probably number six or seven, but it was a full fiction book and he posted it in the back of the digital version. So people could read what a rough draft reads like also. And so that leads us into what's another problem is a lot of people want to write a perfect first draft. I would love to say that after so many books, I sit down and just write this brilliant, shiny prose. And every time I turn my manuscript over to my editor, I know it's going to come back to me looking like a crime scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It comes back with notes and corrections. And I'm fine with that. That's the expectation. So that is the expectation I set for anyone who is writing a manuscript is to know that it you will use the advice of professionals, in this case, professional editors and proofreaders to make your book a lovely read for the reader. How do you find the right editor and proofreader? By recommendation. This is my acid test. Someone who has editor on their tax return. Got it. So you don't want someone who was an English teacher or someone who does editing on the side. You want someone for whom editing is their full-time gig. How much does that cost? Editors usually charge by the page or by the word. So for one of my 30,000 word manuscripts, I might pay between $800 and $1,000. For the longer nonfiction manuscripts of The Miracle Morning, we've had manuscripts between 60 and 70,000 words, and that'll cost around $2,000, for the full edit and then the proofreading. Got it. Okay. Editing is going to be one of your two major expenses. So there are four main expenses of producing a book. And the most expensive one is going to be most likely your editing and proofreading. 
Okay. Please elaborate on the four. So then the second one is your book cover. So when we say don't judge a book by its cover, well, we do, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So yep. you have to get a quality cover. So you don't want to go to Fiverr. If someone says, I'll do a cover for you for $100, run screaming in the other direction. <laughs> don't do it. Find someone who is a graphic designer and does book covers and have them do your book covers. And I can recommend a couple of people. Roughly how much does it cost? Between a thousand and two thousand dollars. You have someone to do the front cover, full cover. So you have a front cover for your digital book, your full cover for your print version. If you choose to do hard cover, then that'll be another version. And then your audiobook requires a square version of your cover. So there's definitely three possibly four different covers and you need someone who understands the dimensions and all of the nuances of that. Is that including the back cover in this, the rough estimate they said between one to two? Yeah, the full cover. So when you do an ebook, the only thing you need is the front cover, but I would never tell a professional just to do an ebook. I would always advise that they do a paperback at the very least. So that's the full cover, which is the front, the spine, And then the back cover, which includes the back cover copy, probably a photo, a little mini bio, all sorts of fun things that make your book look professional. So editor proofreading one category, book cover is the second category. What are three and four? Three and four are the interior design of your book. Mm -hmm. You'll want someone who does professional interior design and you can get a very basic design for the inside of your book for a couple hundred dollars. You can pay between 500 and a thousand for a custom interior design, which is fantastic. So that includes images and custom font or specially designed font, front matter and back matter. So front matter is, thank you for reading my book. Please join my email list. So as professionals, we're adding people to our newsletter lists. The back matter is your bio and any invitations to things, whatever you would put in the back. And that varies by person. So then the final thing, number four, is the copywriting. And so writing is one skill. Copywriting is a completely different skill set. And I don't leave my book description slash sales copy to chance. So the wording that goes on the back cover is a very specifically written set of words that if you're looking at a book on Amazon, that's your sales copy. It's the description of the book. So that a little bit edited is what goes on the back cover. So you hire someone to do that and that would cost around two or $300. It doesn't cost very much, but it sure does make a difference. And in fact, I've read statistics that say it's the number one conversion. So if you get someone to look at your book cover and they think your book cover is great, if your copy is bad, they'll pass. Mm -hmm. You've got to have great copy. All in, what would it cost? All in top number for those four things. It should cost 6000 or less to have those elements included in your book. You just have to know the right people and the guidance to give them. What are your thoughts on Amazon's Create Spaces and BookBaby and other platforms like that? I don't know BookBaby. That is not an Amazon platform, but uh, CreateSpace is where you can get your print books if you're not buying in quantity, so up to 250 bucks. So you can go to a traditional printer and get a perfect bound document, which is what we call a paperback book, if you're going in quantities of 250 and up. But I use CreateSpace for all of my books. I was the queen of the third car garage was full of all of my mm-hmm. different 
from boxes of books. And I was delighted when Amazon introduced create space and I could get a quality book. And then if I wanted 10 copies, I could order 10 copies. If I need 400 for a speaking engagement, I'm giving in a couple of months. So I'm ordering 400 books and shipping them right to the hotel. I don't have to do anything. It's fantastic. Yeah, I use Create Space for my second book, and I like that a lot better than what I mentioned earlier, Book Baby, which basically would be their competitor. And most people, I imagine, buy books via Amazon. That's the number one way. So might as well get in with the Amazon publishing platform because I'm sure there are other residual benefits as well. Sure. If you're publishing on Amazon and specifically, and this is more of a tactical decision, but if you're exclusive to Amazon in terms of your online sales and you enroll in KDP Select, which is the marital partner, if you will, of Kindle Unlimited, where people pay to read for free books, but they're paying the $10 a month. And then the authors get paid for the pages that are read. You get more promotion kick from that. Mm -hmm. What haven't we talked about that you want to mention as it relates to getting a book published and why we should write a book? Well, I think it's important for everyone to consider what they want out of their business and what their goals are in terms of their business and their life. Mm -hmm. And one of the fastest ways to move the needle is to have a book to market their business with to pass that out and to create conversations and to create relationships and to create referral partnerships with other professionals. So if you're on the fence in terms of should I write a book or shouldn't I write a book, I highly encourage you to write a book. I wrote my first book because Mark Victor Hansen, when I met him, he said, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a business coach and a speaker. And he said, ha ha, <laughs> everybody's a coach and a speaker. Right. You must write a book. And I had no idea what any of that entailed, but I took the advice. I sat down and took another piece of his advice, which was to take a popular presentation that I had and turn it into a book. Mm -hmm. And I did that. And then I had a book and then I was an author. Mm -hmm. And so when someone would ask me for a business card, I would say, oh, I don't have a business card, but I do have a book. And they went, oh, you're an author. Mm -hmm. And there was just something about that that made a difference. It's still a big deal. And this was 2004 for me. So 13 years ago was when I published my first book. And since then, being able to say I'm an author, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, right? I go down the line. I always start with author because that's the thing that differentiates you from your competitors. And so if your goals are to double your revenue, you need a book. If your goals are to work less and make more, you probably need a book because it can be marketing on your behalf while you're not there. Honoré, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or how can they get involved? Sure. So I am at honorécorder.com and I am at Honoré on every social media platform known to God and man, except, <laughs> except, <laughs> except Snapchat. I've drawn the line. Uh, forget Snapchat. Yeah. I'm not doing the Snapchat, but yep. everywhere else I'm at Honoré. Sweet. And that is spelled H-O-N-O-R-E. E. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about why we've got to write a book and the benefits to it, as well as some very tactical examples for what costs are involved and then getting into the details there. So the four major expenses, editor and proofreading, two, the book cover, three, interior design, four, the copywriting, all in about 6K, the 
advice for approaching writing a book. I love this, and that is that we should write a book that gives advice to our ideal client in general brushstrokes. So your book, You Must Write a Book, has about 90% of the advice anyone can use. 10% obviously needs to be personalized to that individual, so it'd be impossible to do that. And then the Nifty 15, for any best ever listener who is looking to write a book but doesn't think that they have enough time, then as you mentioned, it's about priorities. We spend our time the way that we prioritize our time. We all have the same amount of time to spend during a day. So what are our priorities? When we prioritize it, then we can knock out a book in 15-minute increments a day. And Nifty 15 is an example of that. And then lastly, forget the business card, give out a book. Thanks a lot, Honoré, for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about, do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com.